0: Doom Patrol. Negative Man. Elastigirl. Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the
1: planet. Now, Monsieur Mala!
0: Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved
1: patrol is doomed. Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast, where we talk about the Doom Patrol and... more. Well, mostly the Doom Patrol. There's not much and, is
0: there? <laughs> no, there, there isn't. Hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at avant You can find uh, both Paul and I at waitingfordoom.com. You can reach us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com or the Waiting for Doom Facebook page, and all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Spotify, and podbean.com.
1: Yes, I'm the Paul that Mike was talking about, and you can talk to our show Twitter account, Wilfred at Pod on Twitter. Hi, Wilfred. Hello, humans. And today we're going to be looking at some Doom Patrol issue. No, just one, one issue.
0: Yes, just, just the one. one. Just the one. Just yes, the
1: one. but anyway, Mike, how has your weekend stuff in being locked inside been?
0: Ah. Uh. <laughs> The cabin fever is real, Paul. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I never thought I would enjoy going to the shops, you know, the minute I get in the car and then the minute I get out of the car, playing the social distancing game from the other few shoppers that are, you know, around me. So that's been fun. Comics and entertainment-wise, I haven't read a lot of newish stuff other than a couple of issues of Detective Comics, which had Scott Godlewski uh, doing the art on them, which was really cool to see, because I loved uh, the series that he was a co-creator on called Copperhead from Image Comics a couple of years back, which was like a sci-fi western, so it was really cool to see him doing Batman fighting this sort of pagan, (laughs) Norse pagan um, solstice warrior demon thing (laughs) it was was a bit weird but it was really cool so um yeah yeah. and other than that not a not a lot of new stuff. actually today i watched the big lebowski uh which i haven't seen in a while and i've seen it a couple times before but i think today and it's possibly due to the global circumstance we find ourselves in i really identified with the dude when i watched it today (laughs) because it was just like he just wants to chill out and just keep to himself but he keeps getting you know Things mucked up by weird assholes that you know <laughs> stumble into his life, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, I feel for the dude. I really do." So I, I quite a, i have liked the film in the past. I really enjoyed it this time, though. I, I but oh. I think yeah, because I I kind of empathise with him a bit more. So yeah. yeah. What about you, Paul? What's been going on with you?
1: Um. Yeah. I I too have the um, locked up fever. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's it's not our normal situation is it you know just to shut away and uh, it's actually completely devastated my podcast listening uh, because I used to do that in long commutes and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah I mean they said that you should try and maintain your regular routine and I thought about sitting in the car for an hour and 45 minutes every morning before (laughs) I start work Um, how's that working out for you to have much point right
0: right okay (laughs)
1: It's particularly weird, I get my son to sit in there for an hour and a half and say, okay, now you get out of the car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and no, you know, wildlife viewings as well whilst you're on the road. No, so, no, you know. no,
1: no encounters, just no. the uh, just the animals around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, I have been reading some comics. A gentleman at work lent me some of his Warren Ellis comics, which mm-hmm. was really nice. So I have been reading Injection by Warren oh. Ellis and De- Declan Shelby.
0: Okay. Um, Is yeah, that Give me the, the, the summary of that one. I think I've read some of that. Uh,
1: it's basically a think tank of uh, scientists from various disciplines uh, bands together to make the world more, well, basically to speed up futurism oh, um, and okay. accelerate that sort of thing. And they do this by mucking around with a computer program that they inject with a bit of uh, uh, mysticism. And it gets into the computers, and then basically they are fighting their own creation because it is wreaking havoc in the world.
0: D'oh! Again!
1: <laughs> it's very much like Planetary, except if everything in Planetary was Planetary's fault. Right. You... Okay. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: But um, it's, it's written with the the flair of Warren Ellis, and the art is really, really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, some some good bits of violence and horror and weirdness and things like that. So Okay. Cool. Yeah nice <laughs> but uh yes i'm quite enjoying it a little bit darker than planetary a little, little bit less um pg really right but uh, some good stuff yeah okay. cool. and catching up with uh, lots and lots of horror films so yes I okay
0: have,
1: That's i've watched insidious and insidious 2 oh
0: wow okay
1: yeah they were quite a bit of fun and
0: uh, any particular reason you're leading into the horror genre of late
1: Um, my son has decided he quite likes horror films, so uh, every time I went near the the cheap films, I've just been grabbing whatever horror films I can get, and um, I've since discovered he's not as interested in watching them as I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, one thing I have done to try and combat the cabin fever is uh, playing board games using the Zoom video app, Uh, so I, I... Connected with my friends Mark and Troy, and we played a game of Hero Quest over the internet uh, the other night. So that was fun, and that led to um, our boys wanting to play that as well. So we've got a little bit of board game goodness creeping back into our lives because we're all going a bit stir crazy indoors. So right, mm. okay, yeah, mm. good, good times. Yeah. Yes, this is the pandemic era we live in. So. Yeah. Mm.
1: But I mean, the main thing is we're keeping things safe. We're being sensible. We're washing our hands. Mm -hmm. uh, We are feeling great anxiety when we can't find the hand wash and stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are coughing like Batman. So
1: (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, Anyway, shall we have a look at uh, the Doom news? Let's do it. Uh, Well, it's uh, actually very little official Doom news. Everything in the world is on hold, pretty much. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you were waiting for a movie this year, um, you might have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I was wandering through the shops yesterday after getting some groceries, and actually I did, it was... It's probably irrelevant to Doom News, but I was doing that thing where, you know, you fill your trolley and then you realise, um, because you're over 50, you really have to go to the toilet suddenly and you can't leave your trolley. So then you suddenly go through the checkout with what you've bought so far, I'd run it out to the car and start loading up the car, all the while sort of doing the, the dance of Let's Not We in My Pants. <laughs> and then you well, know, the, the peepee dance, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you run into the super, uh, the shopping centre and go to the toilet, which was really clean, I just want to say.
0: Okay, cool. That's good. Yeah.
1: But as I was doing that, I ran past the um, the music and entertainment shop and saw that they had Doom Patrol for sale.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: So after going to the bathroom, I went and bought it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, brought it home. So I now own season one of the Doom Patrol on Blu-ray. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. I haven't opened it yet but it has uh special features unaired scenes um Ooh. a come visit georgia psa which um you probably shouldn't do at the moment and a <laughs> gag reel oh nice uh, oh. which hopefully isn't a reel of people gagging um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm very excited about that so um yeah and if uh, there was no trouble ban and we live near each other i'd probably get you one too
0: oh thanks um hmm. i'll but now that i know that it's available here Somehow, um, I might venture out to a similar retailer and try to acquire my own copy. So, wow, I have been been watching it on Foxtel here. So, when I get the chance, so
1: yeah, um, I as well also have done that as well too. Uh,
0: I, I do enjoy the. The recent memory of um, me realizing it was on, putting it on, realizing it was the Danny the Street episode, uh, where the team <laughs> and the denizens of, of Danny Street um, all orgasm, and yes. that was some quality viewing with with my partner and uh, our oldest boy. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there were a few raised eyebrows and a bit of a "what the hell" thrown my way, <laughs> but I was like, "No, no, you just it, you just watch it. Just it's all good. It's all good." Um, but, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, it is surreal seeing the Doom Patrol in the shops in Australia mm-hmm. as yeah. a new release. And it's very strange. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. And I still think it's all due to us, you know. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you're welcome, world. Without us, there wouldn't be all this renewed interest in the team and the comics. And surely that's what sparked the studio to take a gamble on bringing us the Doom Patrol on TV yep I know that yep. sounds rather like I've got a overinflated ego but I'm going to run with it you know It's mm. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Mm, speaking of running with things what's that ticking that I hear there Mike? that's not a great segue but that's the Doom Clock <laughs> 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 wow Speaking of bad segues, (laughs)
0: should we go to a promo? (laughs) So as we look upon the face of the Marty Doom Clock, we can see that it has been only 16 weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue 6 of Doom Patrol Weight of the World, which we discussed in episode 155 from December of 2019. Issue 7, the final issue of this volume, is at this stage rescheduled to... Who knows when? We, (laughs) we, we, I don't think
1: DC know when. No,
0: nobody knows. Um, So that's good news for the Doom Clock ticking ever onwards. Uh, But last we knew, it was actually going to be due out uh, this coming week, on April the 8th, and the trade paperback of Way to the Worlds was due for release on August 18th of 2020. But uh, with the current... (laughs) pandemic in effect um and with publishing being put on hiatus and distributing being put on hiatus we don't know when we will get that issue so it's it really is going to be a very long waiting for doom (laughs) for that issue i dare say yeah yeah so um that's yeah that's where we're at as soon as we know anything We'll share with you, dear listener. But at this stage, we we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, Paul, are you ready for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game?
1: Yes, I feel it's going to be very easy
0: this week. Yeah, Okay. Okay, I'll roll the eight-sided Doom Die, and you are getting... Ooh, eight! Eight! Lucky eight. Yes, All all right. So, here we go. Question the first.
1: Yes? Oh, I asked the question. (laughs) Hello, are you new? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is is it a uh, comic that is titled The Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol. Yes, it is. Okay. Right. Is it um, part of volume three? Is it above or below volume three? Lower. Is it... (laughs) Do it. Do it. Finish the joke. (laughs) Is it higher or lower than volume three? It is is lower than (laughs) volume three. Thank you. Okay. Um, Question the third. Question the third. Is it a... uh, Is it a Vertigo comic?
0: One moment, please i'm just checking the the print well um
1: went vertigo with rachel pollock uh
0: in that case see this is the interesting thing because (laughs) no no it is not part of vertigo okay question the fourth
1: Okay, so it's called Dubitrol. Mm-hmm. It's lower than volume three, mm-hmm. and it's not Vertigo. Mm-hmm. So I'm just doing a, my workings in my my mind, but speaking out loud mm. at the so it same sounds time.
0: Sounds like sounds like tapping on a keyboard to me, but
1: no, no, I'm playing. Huh?
0: This is a see that. Oh, okay, okay,
1: alrighty. That's a um uh, earphones, wireless earphones, and I'm just clicking the box. Right. <coughs> Sorry, my hands... Look, hands are on my head. Can me two on the video.
0: No, it's fine. It's fine. Come on, question I the because
1: my hands are on my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, is it... Okay. Is it written by Grant Morrison?
0: Yes, it is.
1: Oh, okay. Good, 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 good.
0: Question okay. five.
1: Question five. It's called Doom Patrol, so it's not Doom Force. Correct. Correct. Okay, good. Um... Does it have a Simon Bisley cover?
0: It does. Ooh. Okay. Question
1: the sixth. Is it uh, above 50 or below 50 in the number of the issue? Higher. (laughs) Is it
0: above 50? (laughs) Finish it. Say it all. (laughs) Or below 50? (laughs) And the number of the issues. (laughs) It is above 50.
1: (laughs) Mm, Champagne comedy.
0: (laughs) Question seven.
1: So you said it was above, right? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. Is it issue... (sighs) Is it... Right, I'll do this. Well. Is it an odd-numbered issue or an even-numbered issue?
0: It is an odd-numbered issue.
1: Okay. Is it issue? This is your last
0: question, so think carefully. Fifty-seven. Oh, so close! It was issue fifty-five. Ah oh, man, missed it by that much. Oh. Going on sale for $1.50 American on April 7th, 1992, with the cover date of May of that year, was Issue 55 of Doom Patrol Volume 2. That issue was brought to us by Grant Morrison, Richard Case, Stan Wach, Johnny Workman Jr., Daniel Vozzo, Tom Payer, with a cover by Simon Bisley. In this issue, Dorothy Spinner, the 8-faced girl, had her first period and warns the team about something called the Candlemaker, Willoughby Kipling is summoned by the Templars to help deal with the impending apocalypse. Crazy Jane heads to Metropolis and records a traumatic event from early in her life, and the issue ends with Joshua Clay being shot.
1: (gasps) (laughs) And that's got to be one of the top eight uh, Dorothy Gets Her Period stories that I remember. (laughs) In the top
0: eight top eight i were there really that many
1: <laughs> i don't know it seems like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. yes that that's uh that happens on the first page uh, so that's um yeah that's yeah that's a thing uh and we covered this issue all the way back in episode 76 from may of 2016 and you can find that in the doom dossier for volume two part two over at waitingfordoom.com, and that is it for the doom clock this week so close, Paul. So close. Thank you. Thank you. You did really well. Yeah. Having eight guesses kinda helped. So you <laughs> <It did. laughs> only <it> had twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but we got some higher lower jokes out of it as well. So yeah, you know <laughs> some so re- fresh jokes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so really we still all won. You know? <laughs> Everybody won. Everybody wins. Yay. <laughs>
1: Film and Water Podcast, a weekly show about movies old and new, hosted by obsessive movie nerd Rob Kelly and a rotating series of special guests. From sci-fi to horror, dramas to family films, comedies to adventure epics, we watch it all. The Film and Water Podcast is part of the Fire and Water Family of Podcasts, available weekly at fireandwaterpodcast.blogspot.com and on iTunes and Stitcher.
0: Time for Doom Planning, where we take a look at normally two issues of Doom Patrol, but this week, because of reasons, we are looking at just one, and that issue is Doom Patrol Volume 5, Issue Number 16, and Paul is going to take us through that one.
1: Yes, I am. So this is a Doom Patrol comic, issue 16, as Mike said, but it was it came out in uh, January 2011, according to the cover, but uh, according to real life and the actual facts of the matter, it came out <laughs> in November 3rd, 2010, Oh, so it seems like only 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was written, well, get this, it's written by Brian Keane. Who's Brian Keane? And it's written by Keith Giffen as well, and oh. it's penciled by Keith Giffen, Oh wow. and it's Inked by Al Milgram. Wow. Wow, isn't that amazing? And lettered by Pat Brousseau, colours by Guy Major, and the cover is by Guy Major and Matthew Clark. Mm. So a little bit of the regular team. And Simona Martor was the assistant editor, and Elizabeth V. Gerling was the editor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that brings us to this one. And, yeah, it has a cover of a giant-sized Rita um, with a, a tattooed... Wild-looking woman with sort of dreadlocks on top of a building behind her, with, mm-hmm. with bones around her neck and ragged yes. gloves and stuff. Yes. yes.
0: Looking she, very aggressive. Very, very mean and evil-looking, yes. yes.
1: Yeah. So pretty good stuff. But, yeah, what happens inside, I'm going to tell you. Oh, good. Thank you. So the story opens with a black-and-white introduction by Count Succula, host of The Unexpected... His story begins with a mad scientist named the Chief, who created a family of freaks, the Mummy, Frankenstein's Monster, the Blob, and many, many more. Eventually, the Heartless Chief went too far, and his creations turned on him, but in doing so, they lost the only father figure they had ever known. Who will lead them now? How can they break free of the past? Or are they destined to become the monsters the world think them to be? After one panel ad with the Ambush Bug selling Danny the Brick, call now and get the painting that ain't Paris free, our story starts for real. <laughs> yes, so caption starts, it's Ted Bruder, a.k.a. Fast Forward, a.k.a. Negative Man 2, um, who used to be in the Doom Patrol under Thayer Joss's command, mm-hmm. um, and he's running in terror through a rubble-strewn reality from a monstrous giant woman who is trying to eat him. He falls through a portal into Delta City, but the dreadlocked giant has followed him before the portal closed. Meanwhile, on Oolong Island, current refuge for the Doom Patrol, Larry runs to Rita's residence. Larry is relieved to find Rita at home and that she is not the reported terror currently destroying Delta City. So, obviously, reports have reached them at this point. Mm. <clears throat> shortly ambush bug teleports rita cliff and larry into delta where the giant woman is gorging herself on the bodies of hapless citizens enraged rita embiggens and attacks her evil counterpart as the battle commences cliff notices and recognizes ted bruder fleeing from the battle as they follow ted they run straight into an alternate version of larry still bandaged but dressed in a nazi uniform larry steps up to take his doppelganger down but is blindsided by the sudden unleashing of the negative Nazi energy. Back on Oolong, former C-grade supervillain Ira Quimby visits President Veronica Kale to report that the team have left the island without consultation, notification or permission. Kale decides it might be time to teach the team a lesson. (gasps) Uh, Rita and the Monster Woman continue to fight as the Nazi energy continues its assaults on Cliff and Larry. Cliff has the sudden idea to grab the prone Nazi Larry and take him away from the negative energy to interfere with the 60-second separation limitation. Just try saying that fast. Uh, (laughs) Throwing the Nazi like a ragdoll towards Larry, Larry punches the incoming enemy as hard as he can, quipping, I gotta quit beating myself up. Uh. Uh. (laughs) Ah... The giant woman fight comes closer, and Cliff cops a chunk of building to the face. Speaking of faces, Rita loses a fair part of hers to a well-timed scratch from the cannibal giantess. As Rita reels in shock, the monster vanishes in a schwap of light, as does the managed Nazi. Ambush Bug pops back in, having retrieved Ted Bruder. The bedraggled former patroller explains that since going off his meds, his powers have returned with a vengeance. He no longer sees possible futures, but now travels to possible futures and alternate pasts, most commonly encountering evil versions of the Doom Patrol, and sometimes they come back with him. The team soon returns to Oolong with a subdued and unconscious Ted Bruder in tow. As Ted is loaded into a containment tube, President Veronica Kale observes how Cliff has handled the problem just like Niles would have. A thought that troubles Cliff at that moment and much later on. Are they destined to act as monsters regardless of their aspirations and intentions? Mm. Mm. That's the end.
0: Mm. What do you think of this one, Mike? I liked it. It's a fun little one and done. Showing alternate versions of the patrol. Uh, Giant cavewoman barbarian thing Rita is just gross, eating all those people. I actually was curious as to where Delta City was in the DCU because I couldn't recall hearing of it before. And I was like, oh, just curious where, you know, if there are any other heroes based there. The only other mentions I could find of Delta City were in other books written by Keith Giffen, those being The Heckler and Vexed. Yeah. So (laughs) it's kind of a slightly inconsequential city, really. (laughs) They just needed somewhere (laughs) for the attack to take place. Um, It was cool to see Giffen doing art as well. Uh, so that was fun but yeah it, it moves along at a very brisk pace it was very cool to see Ted Bruder back again uh, even though he's fallen on hard times uh, and his powers have gone out of control and he ends up being put in a metal casket much like Niles was and buried yeah. away you know in some subterranean cavern deep within Oolong Island so and I did feel bad for Cliff sort of second guessing himself even though the team took even with the damage caused, they took control of the situation and prevented it from getting worse. But the fact that, you know, e- even Larry is, is saying to Cliff, you know, Uh, you sure about what you're doing? You know, you're saying things that, like, the chief used to say. Oh, yeah, that's right. Larry calls him. No, Ambush Bug says to him at one point when Cliff says, go and get Ted and bring him back here. You know, he's a friend of ours. He used to be a, a patroller. And when Ambushbug says, you got it, Chief, and Cliff just looks at him and goes, don't ever call me that again. And you're (laughs) like, oh, whoops. Um, And then then when he gets back and and Veronica Cowell being Veronica Cowell also starts to play on his mind as well with what she says to him. So this was a, yeah, I really liked this. It was action-packed. It had a bit of character development for Cliff, starting to to down himself. It had some callbacks to previous Doom Patrol volumes. It was, I really enjoyed it.
1: It's such a odd callback, though, because Ted, really you know of all the characters from that run you know they're all so obscure now and it's been you know a good 10 years since any of them have been seen Mm. and that was only in the doom troll comic yeah and you know there's a brief mention that ava left ted yeah um, yeah ava was obsessed with ted when they at the end of that series but Mm. um ted was you know he'd basically Pushed his powers too far and it caused him to, you know, start seeing multiple realities all at once and he couldn't handle it. Mm. And that's when, um, yeah, he, he went on to drugs. I can't help but wonder if the Chief had been around and the more benevolent version of the Chief, maybe from, you know, early, uh, you know, Volume 1, he might have, you know, helped stabilise Ted's powers for him and then, you know, press-ganged him into the team,
0: perhaps. But, but yeah. Yeah. There's a, a a possible alternate future. <laughs> yeah. Ted, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, but I think I think that Niles being that nice uh, is long gone by this volume. I I think he would have uh, he probably would have helped Ted, but you know also manipulated him more than anything into service. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah.
1: But I did think that. I mean, Ted was noted for his sarcasm and his prickliness and his ability to piss off everyone around him.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and there wasn't any of that in his characterization and you know what he said here. I yeah, thought.
0: I I think when you when you see him, he's quite dishevelled and you know. Yeah. He, I I think his his soul is crushed and I think he's just probably that prickly side of his persona is just gone because he's you know um, he's. His medication has stopped working. His his powers are gone into overdrive. Ava's left him. Um, so, you know, he's, he's basically seen, you know, wandering the streets with a shopping cart. He's, you know, a, a homeless person. And he's having to deal with all these bizarre monstrosities from alternate past and futures. Um, so I think he's, he's probably a broken man. And he's probably lost a lot of that confidence and arrogance that he had.
1: Mm. Mm. yeah but i mean it's interesting as keith given is the writer he gets to uh pick and choose you know when he steps in to do the art and obviously there was a need for him to fill in here and mm. um he picked he basically picked a giant battle <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but i i think he did a decent job you know i i, I th- there's nothing that leaps out and makes me go oh wow uh, other than maybe the part of the battle where rita loses Uh, where our Rita gets her face sliced off by, you know, evil Rita. And there's a scene where basically her her giant face comes flying to the ground near the rest of the team. Um, And it's just her gigantic mouth uh, almost, you know, landing right on top of Ted um, with a giant splooch. Um, So, yeah, that's a little bit gross. And that was kind of cool as well. But, yeah, I I think he did a decent job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a really good splash page of a evil version of robot man coming into reality. Mm. Sort of like a, a mono wheeled robot man who's giant. Yes. With claws he, and, and, uh, and
0: he says all meat must be destroyed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. And readers had enough of that and just goes smash and smashes yeah. it completely. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so there but, were lots of cool moments in it. Yeah. I'm quite happy with the art and, and the story too. So Yeah.
1: But uh, you never get the feeling that the Doom Patrol are, are going to find happiness in this volume of the Doom Patrol. They?
0: No, no, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> they, they're, yeah, they're kind of in a uh, almost a downward spiral, but also a holding pattern as well. So, yeah, I think in in previous issues they were when they decided to stand up to the chief and they realised that they were their own little family unit. I think there was a bit of happiness then, but then that vanished quickly when Rita said, oh, guys, actually, come and have a look at this thing in my bedroom, and I'll tell you my backstory as to how I'm actually a giant blob. Surprise! So, yeah, it's it's very (laughs) short-lived, any sort of happiness that they find in this volume. So, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, But there is one bit where Rita's saying, like, that little mantra to pull his face together. And um, yes. every way and every day I'm getting better and better. And that was used in the TV show, if it I remember was. correctly. It was,
0: yes. Yes, it was. Oh, nice. Nicely spotted. Yeah.
1: Mm. So uh, the writers at least read this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I wonder if, if we'll ever see an episode where they have alternate dimension Doom Patrollers.
1: Mm. Ooh. Oh, anything could happen. And it probably will.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh. Anyway, uh, I really like this issue. I would recommend it to people. So, mm. um, Hunt It Down, it, it sort of works as a bit of a one-shot in the midst of everything. Yeah. Uh, and it was a real um, change of pace compared to the ongoing stories before and after.
0: Yes, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, Brian Keane, uh, he's, he's probably more well-known for um, horror novels that he's written, um, but he's also done some work... Uh, on stuff like Doctor Who Hellboy uh, Masters of the Universe as well Um, so but yeah he's he's more I think he's more well known as a horror writer so um, yeah adding a nice little touch of something different to this volume yeah
1: presumably a friend of Keith's as well then
0: yeah yeah Hmm. Yeah.
1: very good Hmm. so we might wrap up Doomsplaining at this point
0: yes seeing that's the only issue we're covering (laughs) (laughs) Why does this seem shorter than normal, Mike? <laughs> uh, again, because this is the only issue we're covering. <laughs> <laughs> there are reasons for it, dear listener. Just, just, just go with it. Just work with us, okay? It's all fine. Okay. It's all good. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Doom explaining done. <laughs>
1: And now it's the part of the show where we look into the mailbag of Doom to see what mail has come into the mailbag. And we're really lying because there's no actual physical mail. It's all emails and messages on uh, Twitter and, and the like. Yes. And Facebook and such. But we, we asked people on our last episode of the Do- Waiting for Doom show, The Doom Patrol. No, that's the wrong way around. <laughs> the Doom Patrol show, Waiting for Doom. We asked people, um, who is their all-time favorite comic editor? And we heard from a bunch of people, didn't we, Mike?
0: We sure did. We sure did. Uh, first off, we heard from uh, Jeffrey Brown at Jugo. sorry, Jeffrey, <laughs> uh, on Twitter. And Jeffrey said, Karen Berger, because of her stewardship and creation of Vertigo and giving us the gift of Doom Patrol, Shade the Changing Man and Sandman. My second favourite editor is Mike Carlin for his stewardship of the post-crisis Superman comics of the 90s.
1: Wonderful. Cool. Uh, nice. We heard from Ranger Gord at RM Ranger, and Gord said, I have to say, Julius Schwartz. Oh. Yeah, okay. classic DC editor there.
0: Mm. Yeah. We then heard from uh, Jonathan Schaefer-Hames from the Married With Comics podcast, and uh, he replied with Mike Carlin. His tenure on the Superman books is unmatched, in my opinion, and before that, he quietly oversaw Marvel's Transformers during one of its best periods.
1: Mm. Not a fan of the JSA, though, I believe. Um, But I met Mark Carlin in Sydney once.
0: Oh, nice. Okay,
1: cool. Uh, We had from Sean Ross from Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast, and he said, Denny O'Neill. He edited Batman for a record length of time and oversaw some of my favourite stories. I also loved his From the Den columns in the letters pages. He is a comics legend. Nice. And uh, not to boast, but I met him as well in Sydney at one point.
0: Okay, Okay, so not at HeroesCon.
1: No. <laughs> In
0: Sydney. <laughs> Sydney, right, right, right. Uh, We then heard from Dean Jones on Twitter still, and he said, Karen Berger, hands down. Vertigo isn't the same without her, and Burger Books from Dark Horse is very, very good. Well,
1: I've never sampled the burger Books, but I have read a lot of Vertigo over yeah. the years.
0: I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Is it burger or Berger? Burger. There we go. Yay me. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm right. I'm just being... <laughs> Is awesome.
0: Oh great Here comes a hate mail
1: <laughs> uh, We heard from Ryan Daly Ryan has no bid daily. And he said Not seeing a ton of love For Jim Shooter In this thread Oh Correct <laughs>
0: <laughs> We then heard from Jonathan Dye At Changing Shades uh, And he said Karen Berger Over at Vertigo For being bold and daring uh, Ques- Quesada uh, That's another one uh, Is it Quesada Or Quesada Joe Ques-
1: Quesada Quesada
0: Joe Quesada. There we go. Good grief. Uh, That guy. uh, Because some of my favourite superhero stuff of recent years came out of his tenure. uh, And (laughs) you also said Jim Shooter to piss off the nerds. No, not really. So.
1: Uh, we heard from Chris at BTO and Bat Books Um, Chris of course does the Professor Frenzy show with Jerry and he said Brian Augustin on Flash and Impulse Casey Carlson from Action Comics and Legion of Superheroes and Mike Carlin The Power of Shazam on those 90s DC books wait I can choose only one? Whoops.
0: (laughs) Whoops Whoops indeed Uh, We then heard from Saul Bishop, and Saul said, I probably have to go with Karen Berger. So much of what I love about comics is because of her work with the Vertigo creators. Nice. Good call. Mm. Uh,
1: We heard from Doug Zavisha, uh, Zavisha on the Twitters, friend of the show, uh, Doom Patrol aficionado from way back, Mm -hmm. and he said, Michael Urey was the most gracious and accommodating of the editors I personally interacted with when I was trying to break in. Spoiler, I never got in. Oh. He always made time for feedback and insight and never tore down just to tear down.
0: Hmm. Nice, cool.
1: I, I believe he's with uh, Back Issue magazine now, Michael.
0: Ah, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Cool, nice. Uh, we heard from Ryan Daly again, and Ryan said, It's hard to say anyone other than Karen Berger, but some of my favourite comics were edited by Roy Thomas and Len Wein, so I'll mention them as runners-up.
1: Len Wein cool. had a nice beard, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <Anyway. laughs>
0: You're really dirty about Ryan shaving the beard, aren't you? No, I don't think about it at all. No, not at all. <laughs> we heard from Delvin from
1: the Longback's Crusade type of podcast, and he said, mm. When I was just starting comic books, it seemed Tom DeFalco's name was on everything.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm. that's true. Uh, we then heard from at uh, BillyD licious, otherwise known as Doc Strange on the Twitters at the moment, and he said, Roy the Boy Thomas.
1: Yeah, okay. he's, uh, Billy is from the Into the Weird podcast, yes. and the like. Um, we heard from Kirk Spencer, and he said uh, Joe Kubert. Fun now to look at he, for his art corrections in stories he edited. So, he, yeah, he was a famous artist as well. So, mm. yes. Do you know um, Rob Kelly went to the Joe Kubert School?
0: Do you know that? I did not. I ah, didn't know that. You must be the only person who doesn't know that. <laughs> wow! There you go. <laughs> You learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Um, next we heard from Sam King at Sin Shadow thirty two. Do you
1: want me to help you uh, with this two? pronunciation?
0: I'm gonna ask anyway. Uh, but Sam's response was Catherine quote unquote cat Ironwood. What? Oh really Ironwood? Yes. Okay. How on earth did you find that out?
1: I know the name from way back.
0: Wow, okay. From comics Uh,
1: journal and stuff.
0: So, yes, uh, Sam said, uh, so Kat Ironwood, uh, just so some of you Google her. And, yeah, she's done um, a whole bunch of stuff in in comics and magazines, uh, especially with Eclipse Comics, and uh, she wrote... Um, an index to Doctor Strange. She uh, did some comic strip reprint books like Modesty Blaze and Mike Hammer by Mickey Splane and even The Phantom. So, um, yeah, she's had a really interesting career. I, I'd not heard of, of her until Sam's response. So Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah you did, I don't think you heard much about her after the 80s, but uh, yeah, mm. definitely... Hmm. Yeah, someone I know. Of. Uh, we heard from Slick Jimmy or Slick Jimmy Love on Twitter, and uh, he said, "I'm going to pin my boy Crypto Creates, aka Matt Mers. This man has serious editing skills, and not only that, he's a damn good writer to boot. Hit him up if any project you're doing needs a buff and a polish to its high gloss luster. I should have got him to work on this, you know, the synopsis for the show and the script." <laughs>
0: No, you did fine, Paul. You did fine. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's all good. Uh, We then heard from Andrew Autry, uh, who is at not underscore dead underscore now on Twitter, and Andrew replied with Wheezy. Now, I'm guessing Louise Simonson?
1: Correct, yes.
0: There we go. Okay. I was not aware she'd done editing stuff. I knew her more as a writer. Yeah, I think she
1: moved into writing later, but yeah, I mean, she's the, the writer of Power Pack.
0: Yes, yes. That's probably where I know her from best. Yeah.
1: Shout out to our friends at Unpacking the Power Mm -hmm. of Power Pack. I can't do the song like um, some people. (laughs) Uh, We heard from Joshua Lincoln Nelson, and he said, it's Axel. I presume he means Axel Alonso.
0: That was my guess, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, At DC for quite some time, then moved over to Marvel.
0: Marvel, yeah. Uh, We then heard from Sean at Localhost. Uh, Who replied, Roy Thomas, who stepped into Stan's shoes, and also brought Conan into the comic world. Also a writer of incredible talent.
1: Cool. Mm. Uh, We heard from Darren Appel at Garrigan on Twitter. And Darren said, Karen Berger. She made Vertigo into an amazing powerhouse imprint without the benefit of big names, well-known superheroes. Amazing stories that still resonate came from this brain trust. Yeah, well, Mm. I mean... Karen was the one who headhunted people like um, Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman into yeah. the comic industry, and yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. Uh,
0: we then heard from Mike Morgan, who replied, uh, Bernie J on Daredevils, the UK mag from the 80s from Marvel UK, uh, which featured Alan Moore and Alan Davis' Captain Britain and Moore's Night Raven. Okay.
1: Ooh, I've read there Captain Britain. I haven't uh, heard of Daredevils as the source of it. All. No,
0: no.
1: I only nice. read the American reprints of that. Mm.
0: Thanks, Mike.
1: Yeah, uh, not Galactus, just us," said Karen Berger. Probably, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. no one no one disagrees with you. Right? <laughs> no.
0: uh, we then heard from Into the Weird at Into Weird, and uh, they also replied with Karen Berger, not just for her creation and nurturing of Vertigo, but also for her early editing on Legion of Superheroes and House of Mystery, my favorite two titles when I first started reading comics.
1: Nice, the uh, Herman from. Um, he was on our New 52 episode.
0: Yes, he was. Yeah. DC,
1: OCD. Uh, we then from, heard from Clinton Robertson, and he said, would I be banished back to the 90s if I just said Tom DeFalco? Uh, no.
0: no. No. Not at all. No. That's, that's a pick. Uh And we also heard uh, from Jared Driscoll, who said Al Feldstein of EC Comics. Okay, mm. cool. I must say, I don't think I've ever read anything from EC. So, yeah, there you go. Different time. Mm. Oh.
1: So, Mike, um, do you have a uh, favourite editor?
0: Well, this was a bit of a hard one at first because I, I couldn't think of one. But then, when I saw Karen Berger's name popping up, I was like, you know what? Yes, because that was for me a magical time when I discovered things like you know Sandman and, and the Doom Patrol and all the weird, wonderful stuff that was was coming out of Vertigo. So I'm, I'm going to say Karen as well.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, my answer, and I'm I'm literally amazed. Literally amazed. Okay. that um, no one else said it, is um, Archie Goodwin. Oh, wow. Archie. He was the editor on Starman and was at DC and, you know, did lots of
0: important Ah. stuff
1: and, uh, you know, a real mentor to lots of creators. And, you know, I met him as well in Sydney.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Was this all at the one event in Sydney or was this multiple ones?
1: It was the same event on three different occasions. To be <laughs> honest, it was Oz Comic Con mostly. Actually, I think I think Mike Carlin was just at a shop shop signing with Dan Jurgens, um, right? Just before the death of Superman, or in the lead up to it, or something around there. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah, but Archie was a fantastic editor and, um, you know, certainly you could see the Starman comic really missed a step after his death and, you know, it was oh. a real shock to uh, lots of people involved with it and they still love him to this day.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, never heard a bad word about Archie. Ah, oh. ah.
0: Okay. there you go. Um, We also got some feedback uh, on some episodes. That first one uh, was from Tim Price, who commented on episode 157, Up, Up and Disarray, which was about uh, Niles Calder getting kryptonite superpowers. And Tim wrote, These two issues were hella good, but I kept waiting for Chief to shout in Yokchok and grow taller than Rita for a super-sized slugfest. Oh, wait, that's not Super Chief. Never mind. (laughs) Such a crazy, amazing story. Yes, it was out of nowhere and yet perfectly believable with how the patrol has been in this volume. Just brilliant to use New Krypton as an opportunity for the Chief. Now, I don't agree with totalitarianism, but is it wrong that Chief's speech to the UN resonated? Yes? Yes, that's wrong. Totally wrong. But boy, so seductive to use the power in a seemingly positive way. Wait, Cliff's going through the exact same thing in Way of the world dun 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 mm, symmetry <laughs> alas farewell chief sleep perchance to dream of chocolate bars we'll miss you till next time jim says thanks tim <laughs>
1: And we also got a comment on, I think it was episode two of our podcast. It her. was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A couple of days ago, someone listened to episode two and left us a comment and it was squirts Swift and they said, this is a great podcast. I've only listened to the first two episodes, but I'm in this for the long haul. I love listening to English podcasts on American superheroes. You get 10 stars.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, um, probably in a few years time, you'll hear this uh, comment <laughs> being read out on the show. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Squirt Swift.
1: <laughs> and yeah. uh, just pointing out, we're
0: not English, exactly. No, no, we're not. No,
1: we're <laughs> that not. was something people struggled with in the early days of this uh, podcast. Um, it was, yeah. Who, who are we and where are we from?
0: Yes, and, and what's an Australian? And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, memories, good Lord, that was a long time ago. Six years ago, I'd say, say. Ooh. Not, not five, like some people might think. Like Ooh. I thought. So, <laughs> Anyway... Uh, that's pretty much us for this episode, Paul. So what's coming up next time on the feed?
1: Don't be a crumbum.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, we just hang on. eh? It's it's (laughs) sense of order and decorum, please. We'll get to that in a minute.
1: Uh, I think next up we uh, we might treat everybody to another Gary show, perhaps. Um, oh, um, Yeah. And uh, if, you, uh, if you're if you up for some DCOCD, we just did an episode on Rot World, and I think next time we'll be doing Trinity War. So um, some New 52, New 52-ness right there. Yes, yes. Yep. Um And perhaps when we come back for Waiting for Doom, we'll be looking at more Giffen Clark
0: and Doom Patrol. It's a, it's a safe bet, considering we've no idea when... <laughs> issue 7 of of the Worlds is coming out. So.
1: And we're almost all out of Doom Patrol.
0: Yes. Yes, we are. We, we are on the um, on the final trail, yeah. as I say. I don't know who else says that. Uh, no. Do we have a question of the, well, I would say week, but it could be a few weeks before we get back to waiting for Doom. So what's the next question for the audience, Paul?
1: Uh, the next question is, uh, what's your favourite funny comic? Your favourite funny comic. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Hmm. I think if I own any funny comics, I'll have a think. I'll ever think. Have a think. I'll, All right. sure will ever think. I'm sure something'll turn up. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, that's us uh, done for another episode of Waiting for Doom. If you'd like to get in touch, you can reach us on Twitter at WFDPod. Say hi to Wilfred while you're there. You can email us at, waitingfordoom at gmail.com or you can get in touch via the Waiting for Doom Facebook page, or leave us a comment on waitingfordoom.com. And uh, yeah, so as always, be good to each other. Stay Don't weird. Don't be crumbum. Don't be a crumb bum like interrupting someone. <laughs> when they're doing a sign off. Uh, and we'll catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Don't be a crumb <sighs> Yes, Paul, don't be a crumb bum.
1: Ooh, that felt
0: targeted. <laughs> Um, okay, so if you're all good to go, I'm already recording, so, um, whenever you're ready to kick off.
1: Okay. <clears throat> me, 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 me.
0: <laughs> you, you, you.
1: <laughs> Hang on. Uh, opening the script. beep Didn't know I could beatbox, did you?
0: No, no, I did not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I still don't know that you can, but... Um... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's a bit of old man rapping with the bodily... <laughs> the body sounds. That's it, the body beatboxing. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: And I am Paul, the Paul that Mike references. Then, mm. and you can also get in touch with our Sentient Show Twitter account, Wilfred at WFD Pod. And today on the show, <laughs> is
0: that right? Is there something missing there? <laughs> Normally you say hi to Wilfred, but you. Oh, <laughs> hi Wilfred. It's fine. The moment's
1: passed. <laughs> He's already gone back we could... into. So... We could start again if
0: you want. <laughs> Professional like a fox. Um, Mm -hmm. Just do your intro, your hello thing again.
1: Mm. Yes, hello, I'm Paul, and you can find me on Twitter. No, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This time for sure. Nothing up a sleeve. Rawr.